1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
2: 944 till 10 while we talk about gratitude. I'm grateful to be working with Jeff Nowak. We had dinner the other night with some other people, and I certainly enjoyed his company, as did the table. Jeff Nowak, WWL Saints sideline reporter. How you doing, Jeff?
3: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just getting back into the into the flow. You know, something that's kind of funny is like it's a bye week for the team. It also kind of has to be a bye week for the media. So, and I kind of took a a couple days as like a mental health break from uh, from social media, talking about you know all the all the uh, vitriol around this same season to this point. But I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to get back into it. Let's go.
2: Tell me about um, the um, injury situation.
3: Yeah, so, you know, not not a ton has changed uh, in terms of you're talking about three major injuries, right? You're talking about Marshawn Lattimore dealing with a high ankle sprain. You're talking about Mike Thomas dealing with uh, a knee injury that we don't have a ton of details on, which I think is probably a good sign. You know, if it was major in terms of needing some surgery or anything like that, we probably would know by now. Um, and then you're talking about Derek Carr in terms of if he's still in the concussion protocol. Let's start with the good news, which is, you know, it does sound like Derek Carr has progressed. You know, here is is still in the concussion protocol. But I think that's more procedural than anything else. You need to practice before you can technically clear the concussion protocol. And the Saints, obviously, were on a bye. So him still being in the protocol is kind of a, you know, it has nothing to do with where he's at in it. It's just a matter of these are the steps and you have to go, you have to proceed through them. So I think he is in a good place in terms of being potentially available on Sunday. Mike Thomas oh, and Tom a in Sorry.
2: a good place as far as potentially being available. Does yeah. that mean? Well, I mean, because I'm I'm confused about the whole concussion protocol and the steps. Yesterday, they did what? Anything? Because they were they were off, right? Until yesterday, or not?
3: Well, so they're at the facility, right? They're doing they're doing conditioning, they're doing work, but it's not an official practice, okay. right? They don't have a team practice, and the concussion protocol has specific steps you have to clear in terms of getting through a practice and all of that. So we'll have to see him go through practice, but I think there is confidence that, you know, I asked DA if that would affect their plan for the week in terms of their preparation. He said, no. So I I think that there is an idea that he will be available. So I don't think that they're going forward with a ton of concern about Derek Carr. Now with Mike Thomas and Marshawn Lattimore, Mm -hmm. it does sound like you're going to have them miss some time. Um, I think Marshawn Lattimore's injury is going to be, more of a concern in terms of high ankle sprains are tough. You know, they, they, they take a while. It's really tough to put a timeline on it. Um, and so both of those players, I don't think they're going to be out there on Sunday. And so you are just, the question now is how much time do they miss? Wh- where do you find their replacements? Are you going to go with Ike Adam again on the outside? Or do maybe you shift Elante Taylor from the slot to the outside? Do? What would you do? I would I would move Alante Taylor outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think that you know, and it's tough because I think Ike has played really well. I just don't know if Falante Taylor in the slot has been exactly what you've envisioned. I don't know if it's gone the way you had hoped, mm-hmm. and so maybe you 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 shuffle that a bit and you find a combination that um, works a little better. Um, in terms of, I think Ugo Amadi has been solid. I think Jordan Howden is a good option, and you kind of go from there. When when Paulson missed time, they uh, had. Alante Taylor outside in base personnel, which is when you have the linebackers on the field. Mm-hmm. But when you had the nickel corner in there, it was Alante Taylor in the nickel spot. And I just don't like the idea of having him have to kind of shuffle his tasks, but, you know, during a game. I want him to be able to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if he is kind of the outside corner of the future and you do expect Marshawn to miss some time and you have two weeks to kind of get him ready, I think this would be the time to do that. So that's, that's what I would do. And we'll have to kind of wait and see to see. How they kind of align in practice, and how they do all that. But um, with Mike Thomas, you know that's another question. And they brought back Mark West Callaway this week. They sent him to the practice squad, so that's just a guy who knows the offense. Who, Mm -hmm. if you do need him this week, is you know it's not going to be much of a ramp up period. Uh, And but I do think At Perry is going to get much more run in the meantime. You also brought back Keith Kirkwood uh, to the active roster and sent Adam Prentiss to the practice squad. So. You know, I think you're going to have to figure out a way to produce uh, from that you wide know, receiver position um, with new faces in there. But I do think this team is, is happy with how A.T. Perry has shown you know, in the first few games of his NFL career. He made his debut uh, against the Colts, and he made his first career catch against the Vikings. So I think that they are, they're confident that he'll be able to, to step into that role.
2: Um, The Steelers fired Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. I know the Saints were going to do some self-scouting, and you heard last night on the Monday night game talking about Andy Reid and the Chiefs doing some self-scouting, as I'm sure the Eagles did. Um, I know the Saints, I I would presume, did a lot of that during the the bye week. Do you think we'll see any marked changes to what they're doing offensively, and how much does – michael thomas's absence affect that and and if Derek car doesn't play we got a big difference there right call from mom answer it call silenced
0: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
2: you have 47 new voicemails
1: Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
3: Yeah, I mean, from a personnel standpoint, no. I don't think you're going to see them uh, make any changes there. I just don't think that's what this team believes is their best course going forward. I
2: I mean, more Uh, play calling, I guess is what I was hearing.
3: Yeah, play calling wise, no. I don't think you're going to see them make any changes there. But in terms of the the play on the field, yeah, I do think they're going to make some adjustments and operate a little differently without Mike in there because you have to. Um, you know, you might flip some progressions, right? If, if Mike was the first read on a certain progression, maybe you if you if you go back to that design, you you kind of flip, okay, who's the first read here? If it's not Mike, then so are we going to Alave first? Are we kind of changing how this operates? It's It's all very technical, but, you know, I do think you do need to find ways to adjust. But at the same time, you know, this offense, the first half of last week notwithstanding, has been reasonably productive. You know, they've moved the ball, they've scored um and you know i think that you just got to figure out what went wrong against the vikings and try to mitigate that um what da said is basically like you know this season you started off playing very good defense and not you know the offense that's a slow start and then the offense got going and the defense over the last five games has been you know difficult to watch especially in the first half and so i think you know just kind of getting kind of combining that narrative and getting a defense that does come out hot and and you know it's more efic- efficient in the red zone they've allowed. 10 touchdowns on 13 red zone trips in the first half of the last five games, which is a ridiculous number. You cannot allow an 80% success rate in the red zone and expect to have success as a defense. Like you can, you, you, The whole bend but don't break thing is a, is a positive trait, but right now it's bend then break, and that's, not, that's a problem. Uh, so bend but is good,
2: bend and not so much. Uh, <laughs> yes, tell me exactly. what's going on up the road in Atlanta. What's going on?
3: What's going on in Atlanta? Well, they're going to start Desmond Ritter. So you're going back from Taylor Heineke to Desmond Ritter. Heineke started the last two games. Um, Heineke left with an injury in that, in the, I want to say, the third quarter against Arizona. Ritter played pretty well. He let a go ahead touchdown drive. They ended up losing that game on the last second field goal. So you're kind of back to what you were looking at at the beginning of the season in terms of, okay, where he kind of got a mobile quarterback, a guy who's going to, you know, you're going to try to still kind of treat him as a rookie, right? He's, He's not a veteran quarterback. He's not a Josh Dobbs, where you're going to have a harder time fooling him. Uh, it's going to be a team that sticks to the run relentlessly, whether it's working or not. You're going to see a lot of Bijan Robinson. You're going to see a lot of Tyler Algier. You know, Cordell Patterson works in there. Um, you know, it's, it's an offense that is not playing very well right now. Uh, this, the Falcons, I believe, have lost four of the last five games. Their only win was over the Bucks, a team that's lost five of the last six games. So the Saints should feel pretty confident going up there in terms of getting a win, and it's a big game because, you know, you're yeah. in first place in the NFC South, that only lasts until you lose to the team that's behind you. Right. Uh, so I think this game, you know, while the Saints feel like they're in control of the South right now, if you go up there and you lose to Atlanta, uh, suddenly the wheels feel like they're coming off because, you know, you're, you're now behind in a tiebreak. You're now in second in the NFC South to the Falcons or maybe third behind the Bucks, depending on what they do. You know, it's not a situation where you can relax and say, Well, the NFC South is, you know, is soft. You know, I think uh, Bobby likes to say the NFC Dow. I don't know what that means exactly, but I would go with the NFC South. Jeff, he's a big guy.
2: He played 13, 15 years in professional football. Just, you know, let it go.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just making a suggestion. I think the NFC South is the way to go. Let's let's do that. Um, But, yeah, and, I mean, the, the big subplot that we haven't really talked about yet is Ryan Nielsen. Uh, and the Saints, obviously, he knows implicitly what they like to do on defense. He's spent a lot of time game, like you know, with his defense working against his offense mm-hmm. in practice. So you know, they're going to have to figure out ways to. And you know, I don't know if you can fool a guy who's spent you know the last however many years leading this defense, uh, especially last year as a co-defensive coordinator. But you're going to have to change up some things and keep him off balance in whatever way you can um, as he's calling that defense. So I think that's going to be something as the week goes on. That the Saints have to figure out is how do you adjust your plan without completely rebuilding it to attack a defense that really knows what your goals are as an offense.
2: We've had trouble containing mobile quarterbacks. How much of a yeah. problem is Ritter going to be? <laughs> you
3: know, he's not. The, you know, he's a mobile quarterback. He's athletic. He's not the type of quarterback that's going to like jitterbug in the backfield and, and make guys miss the way that you know Lamar Jackson would or mm-hmm. or a Josh Jobs. Um, he is a guy who's going to take the space available to him. I would kind of consider him to be closer to a Trevor Lawrence type than the Josh Dobbs type in terms of, if you give him the space, he's going to take it, but he's not going to be looking to run. He's not going to be, you know, juking guys out of their shoes. So, you know, this is going to be a game where last week, I don't think it was the pass rush lanes that were the issue. It was more containment, Mm -hmm. um, and, and not tackling Josh when he had a chance this week. It's going to be about pass rush lanes. It's going to be about not leaving Desmond Ritter space to clear the a or the B gaps and just run. Um, so that's going to be the big part, I think.
2: Appreciate your time, and I love talking to you. Jeff, have a nice Thanksgiving.
3: Appreciate it, Tom. You too.
2: You, Jeff Nowak, WWL Saints sideline reporter. we got all the action for you here when the Saints take on the Falcons Sunday. Could be a big game. Save yourself some energy. I know you're going to be full of turkey and everything, but eat some leftovers, get ready as we beat the Falcons on Sunday. Let's hope. We'll take a break, come back, find out what Noel Norman's got planned for us today here on WWL.